I mentioned last week, um, around my house with like kiddos running around, we're like six months behind the rest of the world as far as like pop culture and, um, you know, happening trends and stuff. So like Old Town Road is just getting into our living room dance playlist. Right now it is the only thing on our living room dance playlist that's going all around. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We're doing our best, right? So, uh, but around our house, we have just started um, learning how to floss at our house. Um, And so last week we were dancing as a family, practicing our floss, and I thought it was going pretty well. And my my five-year-old son, Hudson, turned to me and with love and kindness said to me, Dad, if you want to, um, you can take a break and watch a YouTube video and learn <laughs> how to do this. <laughs> if only it were that easy, right? Uh, which was such amazing and considerate advice that had me and especially my wife, Lindsay, kind of doubled over in that moment trying to hold it together. Oh, I love you, Hudson, and I appreciate especially the way that you help out your dad when I need it the most. Thank you for your kindness. Um, we all need folks like that watching our backs, right? Supporting our new moves, helping us learn and grow, recommending YouTube videos that could help us out, offering a shoulder when the dance lesson doesn't go quite so well. Two, we all need each other. We all need community. We all need each other on this journey. And it's not that we need to be extroverts or, you know, go to every soiree, just happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. We need solitude. We need to know ourselves as well. But but in community together on this journey, there's strength and wisdom and, and vitality. There's resilience and and openness, and selflessness, and curiosity, and wonder that we learn as we embrace our life together. Uh, In embracing what Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King called our our inextricable garment of mutuality, that our shalom and our flourishing, our lives in so many ways, are bound up together, and in profound ways, that we are better because of that. Uh, Maybe we're even better dancers because of it when someone helps us out. Here's hoping for that one. As the old proverb says, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, And I found that to be true in my life and um, in my dancing as well. Uh, But especially I've found it to be true here in this place, in this community, in open and in our life together. Uh, For each other as for our community, as, as you come to this place, and because of you offering your authentic self uh, for each other and for our community and for our world, we have gone farther and deeper and broader than we ever could have done alone. And each person who has come has added to that journey and shaped this community and furthered our horizons, and I have learned and grown more in our understanding of the world and of the God of love who is with us and our call to reflect that love in the world. My faith life has gone farther because I've gotten to do it together with you. And so thank you for that. And so today we're just going to kind of reflect on some of those things. If this is your first time at Open, this is a great time to be here because you'll get to hear a little bit about the heart of this place. Um, but that idea that, that we go farther in our experience and understanding of God, just as Crystal articulated today, uh, makes sense when you think about it, that if each of us are created in the image of God, in our truest self, a unique reflection of God's character and beauty, uh, then we need each other on this journey, in all of our authenticity and our diversity, in our unique images that we reflect in order to see God more fully, to experience and encounter a fuller, more complete, more nuanced and complex picture of the infinite 
God. We need each other. To go far in this journey of faith, we need each other and the truth of who we are together. Uh, Not conforming to an image that we are not, but adding our own unique image to form that intricate mosaic of the God who is with us in all that we truly are. And that's why Jesus, even, did not do his whole thing alone. It wasn't just Jesus and like a flock of sheep following behind him. On his journey, he began, began by gathering a community around him. Uh, he gathered disciples and, and Peter and Mary and Martha and James and Mary Magdalene and more. He gathered a community that was young and old that was religious and revolutionary, that was fishermen and philosophers and devout and doubters, and on and on. His work, in so many ways, was the work of community building, of building and shaping, teaching us to embody the beloved community of God, that kingdom community where we all belong, a community with love at its center and with love as its call. And that call is there for us together today right now in our time in important ways. So Jesus, in so many ways, among all of the things that Jesus was, Jesus was a community organizer. He was the community organizer, gathering and welcoming and growing and sending, loving and empowering the community, organizing it around love, that together they might be co-creators of a new kind of community life uh, that has as its character justice and joy and peace and most of all, love, a community that grows in divine ways. As we said a few weeks ago, that grows from a tiny seed, it says in Luke chapter 13. It grows from a tiny seed and grows to become a tree, and all the birds of the air make nests in its branches and find shelter there. That work of growing is not fast. Community building is not a fast work, but it's built to go far. And the Jesus work was built to go far, to go to all people. And so I was talking with a friend one time uh, about this community vision of Jesus, a friend who didn't really do the churchy thing. And he said to me, you know, the problem, I think, with organized religion is not organized religion. It's what religion is organized around, he said. And so if you're going to be part of building a community, just organize it around the right things. And that that statement just reverberates in my head so often. But it's been beautiful to see that in this place and in this church, that this community open that we're reflecting on today has has tried from the beginning and every day since, and every person who is a part, to try to center ourselves around those things. Not that we are at all perfect, but that we are seeking to try to keep at the center of, those right things. And so what is that? What is the center of all of this life we're invited to? Uh, is it donuts and coffee? Is that what we organize around when we gather together? Not that, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. All right, sweet. Cool. So um, we probably need a whiteboard to write down all of our ideas on this. So, you know, what is it? What is it? That's a great question. So funny you should ask. Luckily for us, Someone asks Jesus this question, and Jesus answered it. Jesus doesn't answer every question that comes his way, but he answered this one. And so one day, Jesus was just like chilling, doing his thing, just riding his donkey down Old Town Road or something like that. And the scholar in religious law and all of the, you know, the technical things about the religious practice of the day, scholar of religious law came to Jesus and asked a question. He said, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? You know, what is the center of this religion and faith? 
And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And everyone listening was like, yep, I knew that one. (laughs) But Jesus just keeps going. He doesn't stop there. And he pulls together something that that no one else had at that time. And he says this. He says, and the second one is like it. And this word in in Greek that we hear is like means the same. And so the second is the same thing. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We love God and we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Love God, love neighbor, as you yourself are loved by the God of the universe. Jesus says that that is the heart of all of it. And he says something astounding about that. He says that on these two things, of love of God, of neighbor, and ourselves, that on these two things hang all the law and the prophets, which was shorthand in those days for all of their scripture and all of their rituals and practices, the whole of their faith tradition, at the center of it all, the thing on which everything hangs and depends and flows from. The center of it all is love of God, love of neighbor, as we ourselves are loved, as we love ourselves. The center of it all, at the center of it, is this love that extends in every direction and permeates everything. That is what this thing is to be organized around, what we are to hang it all on, period. And so that's actually why we do have donuts and coffee in this place, because we love each other, and that's one way of conveying that to each other. So when this community began to form, in those first gatherings, when we were beginning to seek what we hoped uh, would be the center of this community, uh, all of us had our own stories, uh, our own baggage and experiences and history and questions. We began to ask the question, you know, what, what if, what if, what if, the center of this community, insofar as we are able with God at work within us, could be different. And we we took the opportunity to learn from those experiences, but most of all, we just took the opportunity to try our best to learn from the best of what we know of God's heart and the way of Jesus and from each other on this journey together. And we asked that question, what if? So we went back to the center of this message of Jesus, love of God and love of neighbor as we ourselves are love. This message of love is to be at the center of everything and especially the community gathering in this place. And from that heart, we wrote down two values that kind of became mottos around this place. You may have seen them before. It says this, you know, open worship, radical love, uniquely Denton. And we chose those two things intentionally because we wanted this place to be a place of radical love in every way, but, but especially in this. That word radical, as we've said before, we say it around here at times, the, the word radical comes from the Latin radix, which means root. Uh, it's where we get the word radish, which is the most radical of all vegetables. And if you do not believe me, go to Jason's Deli this afternoon and just fill your whole salad plate with radishes, and people will be like, that's radical. <laughs> that is. So we all know that, right? So at the root, at the radix, at the radical part of all of this, at the root, at the center of it all, is to be love that's rooted deep in who we are and what we do. We want the root from which everything in this community grows, the root of the things that we do, the life that we're rooted in, to be rooted in that divine 
love and that call to love, that divine love that we see embodied in Jesus, the love on which everything hangs, to be rooted in love of God and neighbor and ourselves. And to live and to be centered there really does call us to a radically different way of life, a way that we're learning about together as we seek to learn each other, learn from each other, and love each other in our world. And that divine love that we call, we're called to pursue, that call of God on our heart to, to love mercy and to do kindness and to seek justice in our world, that love calls us to a radical way of life that seeks the life and liberation of all people, the flourishing of all, of all creation. We want that radical love to be the center of our life together, the root of it all. And each of you who've come to this place in this community and have caught a bit of that vision have helped us and taught us become even more a part of letting our love be as radical and rooted as God's is, to sink our roots deeper, uh, that all might find a place where they belong and might hear the heart of God calling them out with sacred worth. They would be welcome here. And so we say radical love uniquely Denton, um, not just because it sounds cool, and not just because only in Denton was taken already, um, but because we think that that call to love our neighbor means that we should love our neighbor. Like, it means we should love our city and our neighborhoods and the people around us and what they create and what they're seeking and what they're adding and what they're looking for, the wisdom that they have and their hopes and their dreams that we should love our neighbor and especially the people right here in our community as we listen to and learn from and do life with and love our neighbor and be for them and for their flourishing just as God is for our neighbor and for us as well. And each of you in this community step into this city with that vision to love, to learn, to lift and uplift and empower. And when you do that in your workplaces and homes and neighborhoods and schools and friend and family circles, as you do that, you spread the branches that are growing in this community wide. And they have gone far as we have done that together. And so when I think back on the way that that God working through this place um, has has taken us far, I think back on, on so many of the dreams that we had in the very beginning. And I look and wonder at how far God has, God working in us and through us has taken this community. Uh, I often, when I do this, reflect back on this Facebook post that I wrote a week before Open began. It's easy for me to find it in my Facebook feed because I don't post very much on Facebook. I'm usually on YouTube, you know, learning how to dance and stuff. So this is what I wrote a week before Open began, kind of about the heart of what I hoped for this place. I'm sure you can read it right here behind me. So here's what it says. It says, so in two weeks, (laughs) because everything I do starts with so. So in two weeks a faith community that Lindsay and I, that's my wife, Lindsay and I have been dreaming about for maybe our whole lives, opens its doors for the first time. It's called Open Worship. Uh, It's a new faith community here in Denton. It's launching Sunday, April 23rd at 11 p.m. Lindsay and I have dreamed of being a part of a faith community where everyone is welcome no matter what, where we could be a part and our family and our friends who've sometimes struggled to find a welcoming place to explore their faith could be a part to a place that was open in all that means age race gender creed identity orientation affiliation no matter doubts or questions 
no matter when kids won't sit still or when I can't sit still either, that everyone is welcome. And not just welcome, that everyone is valued as a child of God and invited to be open to God and to each other, to open our minds and our hearts and not turn them off, to be a part of making the world a better, more gracious and kind and equitable and creative place together. My city of Denton needs a community like this, I wrote. My family needs a community like this. I need a community like this. And I think the need we feel is a resonant reflection of the open heart of God that we know through Jesus. It's just how a faith community is supposed to be. So helping build open alongside Lindsay and so many people that we love has been one of the most amazing, collaborative, community-inspired, creative God drenched projects. And it has all been for the purpose of creating a community where the radical love of Christ can be experienced, grow, and bring life and good to our world. So if you're around the area and you're looking for a place, this is what I wrote, come gather with us on Sunday, April 23rd at 11 o'clock. This is when we started. Sycamore and Locust at First United Methodist Church of Denton. It will not be perfect, but it will be full of grace and full of love. There will be coffee and community, and creative stuff for kids, and a chance to connect with each other and with a God who loves us all. Uh, We had to put that advertisement in about when it started and where to show up, because we weren't sure whether anyone would come at all on this, Um, but, but you did, and we did. And it has been you and us and this community, this incredible community who has shown up and joined in and taken part and shaped this community that has made that simple dream that I articulated in a Facebook post grow and spread and become a million times more than what I ever imagined in that way that only God at work through and in can. And it's been the most beautiful life-giving, fulfilling, inspiring faith community I've ever had the privilege of being a part of. It's been the community, you, your reflection of God offered freely, Uh, your sincerity and authenticity and depth and courage and creativity and love that have given me life and strengthened my faith and shown me God and rooted me in love. And together, this dream has gone far, and I'm so excited for the journey ahead with you as we do this together. And next week, we'll have more chairs here, too, right? It's life-giving because that empowerment of God in community is for us all. That love that sits at the center, that love for God and for neighbor, that love is for you and me and all of us as well. That love for you is where the whole story begins. We're called to love as we've been loved. And God so loves you. You are so loved radically and completely. At the root of you is love from God. And we begin to realize that, begin to regard others in that same way. That's where community begins to come alive and invites us in with all that we are. Because you are a beloved child of God, of sacred worth, of immeasurable importance. And you have something to offer to this place, to this story to this work of God in our world, this work of life and liberation and love. And what you have to offer is you, you, your heart, your history, your identity, your story, your gifts, your graces, your wisdom, 
your critique, your conversation, your compassion, your encouragement, your lessons, and your learning, and your presence, and your service, and on and on, you, your unique reflection of the image of God is exactly what this community needs. As the early followers of Jesus described that you are part of a larger body in which each part is indispensable. And using that metaphor, they said this, each part of this body, when it is working according to how it is made, helps the body grow in love. It's all of us being who we are, that intersection of divinity, that this place and all of us grow and go far together. Who you are, as you are, with all you are, that intersected with the love of God that loves all of you is what makes the beloved community a place of life, a place growing in and rooted in love. So when we were dreaming of this place, we were trying to, way, to think of a way to capture that part of the story uh, in our mottos and symbols and things of, of that transformational beauty of authentic community, of each person offering their reflection of God to the greater picture. And so we tried some slogans out. Um, we tried this one, open, radical love, uniquely Denton, a bunch of incredible people who may not realize it, but are of sacred worth, immeasurable value, and by offering who they are authentically together, help make this place a transformational life-giving community for all.com. Um, that URL was available, believe it or not, but unfortunately it would not fit on a t-shirt, so we had to rethink things in this. And so instead, we turn to some, sometimes the only thing that can really convey this. We turn to the power of, of art. And you find that story in the open logo that was painted uh, by our own Emily Stewart. Uh, but you may not know what that means and what this symbol symbolizes. I've actually never talked about this symbol and what it means from the stage before. And so are you ready to know the story behind the open logo? Down for it? All right, cool. So go with me here. This logo is based on an Enso circle, which is a Japanese calligraphy and spiritual practice in which one seeks to express and be themselves in full. Uh, to paint an Enso circle, you still your mind, you open your heart, you put aside your preconceptions and your inhibitions, your attempts to be perfect, to be something that you are not, and you simply paint a circle. And that circle at that moment is exactly as it should be. Somehow, that act of creating represents the true you, the depth of your spirit, and the truth of who you are, intersected by the God who is painting it with you. That intersection of you, the artist, and the divine artist who is at work in us and through us. Nothing more, nothing less, yet profoundly sacred in its authenticity and its simplicity. The beautiful, the beauty of the circle is the beauty of simply being what it is, just as you, our beloved child of God, beautiful and sacred in full. And so when you paint these, you can close the circle, but leaving it open represents being still in process, being still open, still unfinished, and being transformed even as we are beautiful and complete right now. And for Matt, me, that is the story of, of us and of the God who loves us. But it becomes even more when that one circle is joined by another and another and another. Each circle different and unique, 
open and in process, yet perfect in their own way. And suddenly, one circle becomes a community, and it becomes a work of art, great because of its parts and unique layers and intersections that in some way unveil the greater image that it is displaying. And so that's the logo that you see on t-shirts, on the stickers in your seat. You see it on the wall made out of scraps of wood that we found in a church storage shed, which is very symbolic in many ways. You even see it on the, on the logo on Jenny Bates's leg tattoo, which is probably the most symbolic thing and beautiful thing of all. But most of all, you see it in this place. You see it in, in you and in us and in the way that God is at work in this community, intersecting our lives, inviting us to draw our own circles and add it to the open circle of community to which we belong and be who we are together, rooted in love, loving our neighbors and neighborhood, growing ever more in the beloved community of Christ who organizes us around love. And we see it because that's how the God who loves you is at work in the world and in us every time. This is a place where you can draw your circle and encounter the God who is drawing it with you. And this is a place where we need you to draw your circle because you make us more. You show us more. You help us be more. And so take your circle and draw it wide, (laughs) draw it open, and draw it in the love of God who is drawing it with you. And let's do it together around the center of a God who is love with each other in a community that never ends. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving God, thank you for this invitation that comes from your love for us, your empowering, welcoming, transforming, belonging love. God, we thank you that you are a God who invites us to draw our circle and is drawing up with us and helps us and calls us to live in a greater circle than ourselves together. God, help us to see each other, hear each other, be curious and wonder at each other and learn and listen, but most of all, to love. To love you to love our neighbors just as we ourselves are loved. God, thank you. Thank you for open. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this church. Most of all, God, thank you for this community that you have gathered. We pray this in your name. Amen.